health. I know. Well, unless you go by the Wim Hof. It's a Wim Hof. Google him. W-I-M-H-O-F. W-I-M-H-O-F? Yeah, he's a... Uh, I don't even know what he is, but he has this theory that, like, cold exposure for the human body has, like, incredible healing powers. Uh, and he's got, like, a Wim Hof breathing method. It's like... Oh, is that the guy that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched his videos. Yeah. And so, what was it? Like, if you do this breathing, you could drop your blood pressure by 50%. I don't know. I watched a video of him when he was explaining how to control your dopamine levels by yourself through breathing. Yeah, that's... Yeah. And that's it's the exact that same breathing he was doing. Yeah. He's like, in and out. Like, filling your... Entire being. Your lungs and your brain just with air. Yeah. Um, I've looked briefly into him, and a lot of people that I follow in the exercise physiology, kinesiology realm have like been like, yeah, it works, but it just seems like I'm not going to fill a bathtub full of ice and jump in and then do this breathing four yeah. times a week. Like, it's inaccessible. That's true. For now, once we're millionaires, we... Yeah, well, then we can, I guess... But anyways, welcome everyone to Season 2, Episode 2 of One and a Half Asians. Season 2, Episode 2, S-O-2-E-O-2. S-O-2-E-2. Imagine you had to torrent these. I know, one day people will have to. Actually, no. No, don't do that. Don't torrent. Well, you can torrent. I don't even know if people... Yeah. It's available on the podcast platforms. It's available on the podcast. For free as well. So don't torrent us. Want value. So, last week we had a pretty good episode, talked yeah. about our goals. New Year's 2019. I think we're going well. Cody, you had one of 100 days of yoga. How's yeah. that going on? So, I've come to realize that the yoga program that I wanted to execute was a little more advanced than my body was ready for, so I'm going to have to readjust that to 200 days of yoga and go every other day. Uh, but so far, I've stuck with it every other day. I've done all seven of the... Uh, the exercises now, the the workouts, and I'm I'm really liking it. Every other day, yeah, that seems manageable. Yeah, I. If my body adjusts to the point where my muscles aren't sore the next day, then I will reduce. Like I will go every other or every single day, but it just didn't make sense to me to push it for two or three weeks and then break down, and then not complete the end goal. So that's true. It's going well. You don't want to start off too fast. That's happened to me so many times when I've worked out. Especially yeah. like when I get a gym membership, I'm like, I'm gonna use that. <laughs> I'm gonna use every machine. I'm gonna use the hell out of this membership, <laughs> and then two weeks in, I think I deserve a break, and yeah. then that turns into like a week, and then I end up just wasting my money. Well, that's why you were such a big fan of the workout at home, which is exactly what I'm doing now. It still goes out pretty well. Yeah, I'm still doing it pretty well. Actually, I haven't worked out in a while. It's been more just portion control. Yeah, in terms of uh, weight loss, but plus my body won't let me gain weight anymore. I don't think. What do you mean? I think my body's kind of adjusted to this weight. Homeostasis? Because I've been at this weight for a while now. Yeah. So Your metabolism's yeah, adjusted? Yeah. So I've been checking my weight. Still, I, bad, I, can, I don't know if it's a bad habit, but I check every single morning. Yeah. Like, it's always the same now. Even like if I've eaten a lot the past few days. Yep. And I feel like super heavy. Yeah. But I check my weight and it's the exact same. Damn. So hopefully it stays this way. <laughs> for the body. rest of time. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to push one more time to lose maybe a few more pounds in the summertime. For, like, beach season? Yeah. 
Like, I've never had a six-pack. Yeah? Well, maybe I have in, in high school. I just didn't What do you realize. mean, maybe? Like, you don't remember? No. You didn't look at yourself? Not really, actually. I did have, like, I was cut, but, like, yeah. I was always self-conscious about my stomach, so I never oh, felt whoa. like I had one. Uh, Even though I was super skinny. You got to start doing some carb cycling. You'll get there. So I'm going to maybe shoot for a six-pack now. You hear that, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> It's got some competition. You got a you got a got a training partner here. I know. So this this year maybe it's the year of this the six pack. Ooh, is this another goal? Are we well, continuing no, no, the episode is, one? No, this is. I guess we could. Actually, every day is a new goal. You know, you. That's true. We'll do something. Make them and knock them down. But uh, today's the first episode of our new structure. Yeah. Today we're gonna have a woo segment, Cody segment, and a joint segment. But not like a marijuana joint. <laughs> I thought we were. Oh, we were? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't tease me, Lou. No, I have some, but actually, I always have some these days. I'm always just carrying it in my jacket. <laughs> I can show you right now. <laughs> yeah, I believe you. <laughs> Which, at work, I should stop doing that because I have a locker. <laughs> I have a locker at work, and that yeah. one hitter box, yep. that dugout box that I have, it's not smell proof. Nope. So, when I open up my locker at work. I get this woof of marijuana <laughs> smell, so I hope they don't suspect anything. Whatever. I feel like they value you, and they wouldn't... You're there not are people. Co- you're not coming to work super high, so you're fine. I'm not coming to work high at all. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but there are people that are coming to work high. Well, of course. Every job on the planet has people coming to work high. I know, but there's these new people that just joined work, and uh... I can tell. And I asked one of them, and I was like are you high like just privately and he's like can you tell and i'm like yes i can tell (laughs) i'm like he's like how and i'm like you zoned out like three times when i was talking to you yeah so he's like oh damn and i'm like you keep doing it because i think everyone thinks this is your personality but just be careful yeah because he just got hired he's like a 19 year old kid Mm. so i'm trying to take him under my wing and show him that mentor woo a little bit because you know people i work with are crappy people so i don't want them to scare him they're already trying to like bully him yeah and i kind of feel like these old people at work can't you just take them under your wing and teach them yeah a rising tide raises all the boats they still have that mentality of like cutthroat they just want all the sales for themselves and yeah but anyways that's not my topic for this week (laughs) what is your topic topic. kick us off well since i was talking about guys getting high my topic is still on Marijuana. Oh, he's such a pothead, Woo. I know. <laughs> the guy thinks I'm a pothead because I told him I had my $400 a week. Yeah, he's like, no, you smoke pot. And I'm like, no, seriously, I don't. I just have it on me. <laughs> but uh, today marked uh, a day for the government. Today was the, what was it? The, the, the lottery? The lottery for, for the private retail shops Correct. in Canada, which I just, I was reading it. I knew it was going to be a hard process, but when I just read it again today, just because it pops up on my newsfeed, yep, twenty-five stores they're allowing. Sorry, was that Canada? I thought it was Ontario. Mm, I don't think it's. No, yeah, sorry, it's not. I think it's Ontario. Either way, Ontario? either way, twenty-five stores, which originally was supposed to be, I think, four hundred by April, and then a thousand. Mm-hmm. But twenty-five. Yep. And I was reading there's six to 8,000 applicants yeah. that applied. So this is, like, seriously, like, 
a lottery. Like, if you get picked... <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing, though, because yet, like... Is it... Does it going to help these 25 stores that these are the only ones that are able to sell? What's your well, thought on that? Well, like, anytime there's a huge demand and a very low supply, it works in the favor of the supplier. The government. Well, the stores as well. Yeah, but... I don't know. I was reading, like, the government has such a strong hold on, like, what they're supplying to these stores. Yep. I just don't see a way for them to make money still. I don't know. It's just so new to me, but it just bothers me that, like, I was actually thinking about getting into this business. Yeah. And then I realized, smartly, not because of this lottery, I just realized I don't love this field. Yeah, and it's going to be a very competitive field. Very competitive field. Like, I don't know anything really about marijuana at all. Yeah. It it just seemed like, oh, cool topic. I think I can have a health application to this. Mm -hmm. I think I want to sell weed. (laughs) But then after reading all this, I'm like, screw that. I don't (laughs) want to get into this business. Yeah. But I do have something else I want to get into. What's that, Woo? Which, it's still related. But uh, I've been really, for some reason, interested in CBD oil these days. Okay. CBD's been out for a while. Yeah. And, you know, I've tried it. You've tried it in different forms. Yeah. The way that I've tried actually was in one of those vape pens. Yeah. So they have these medical vape devices that have, like, CBD wax in them. Mm-hmm. And I really like them because I used to try it before I went to bed, and then I slept really well. Yeah. And I used to try it after I worked out. Felt really great after working out. Yeah. And then my brother actually just bought me a new one. Okay. Um... It's called, like, a flight pen. So it's, like, a CBD strain that's called, like, Charlotte's Web. Okay. It has, like, eight eight to one ratio of CBD and THC, but, like, the THC is, like, very little. Minuscule? Very, very little. So I'm curious to see how that makes me feel, but... I've actually heard of that brand of CBD. Flight? Uh, yeah, and that Charlotte's strain Web. of Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web. So I'm going to get that on Sunday. He's going to bring it over and... Well, I'm Let super excited to hear about that. I was actually, I made a note the other day. I've been taking CBD through oils, and I feel as though carrying around a glass vial with oil um, is temperamental to me, and I would much rather carry around a vape. Uh, just because it's easier to yeah, take. Yeah, it's easier to take, and it's like, I don't know, if it just feels more manageable to me. But how do you take the bottle? Do you just take a drop under your tongue or something? You take whatever your particular dosage is and you drop it under your tongue and you don't swallow it you let it like absorb you basically just hold this oil in your mouth no because like i think under your tongue there's like a membrane that it can yeah, actually go through exactly like a blood brain barrier right there yeah well except for not your brain hopefully i know, I know. but uh you can use other ways of like using it right like you can actually like put it on your joints and rub it it should make your joints feel better as well hmm you should give it a try because I know people actually take those tinctures yep. and they put, if they have knee pain, they'll put a drop on their knee and rub it in and it'll make their knees feel a lot better. If you have like arthritis, if you put a drop on your hands and rub it in. I guess I'll have to try it, but I feel very uh, hesitant to believe in that. Why? Topical application of an oil for pain relief? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being cynical. So then what do you think about like those uh, over-the-counter... Topical rubs that they have for joint pain. But for me, like those, yeah, those are less, those are more a cream that you apply to alleviate the pain from like getting rid of the pain, numbing the pain, 
whereas the way I've been reading about CBD is that it um, would relieve the issues that cause the pain. Does that make sense? Instead of like numbing the pain, it re- eliminates the cause of the pain. They both have the same yeah. goal, but they're done in very different ways. And for me, the concept of like CBD is that you're healing your body from the inside out. So like just yeah, rubbing on true. your joints. I mean, that's another way. I mean, you take it because my dad actually just got CBD oil on the yeah. shelf over there. Nice. Which I'll show you in a bit. It's pretty expensive though. Like you see that small bottle over there? Yeah. It's 60 bucks. See, I paid for that same size bottle. I paid 90. Oh, so you paid a lot. Yeah. Maybe yours is better. I don't. I have no idea because it was the first and only bottle that I've ever seen. I just bought it on a whim because I wanted to try it. I'm like, well, this is right here. I want to try it, but I don't want to take product from my dad's store yet. And just, just it's pretty expensive for him. So I just like, why I don't got, you just buy it? I don't want to buy it either. <laughs> You're supporting <laughs> your father. I know. I'm so used to just taking stuff off the shelf here. Yeah. And just taking it home. Spoiled. I am a little bit spoiled. In terms of like supplements, I'm yeah. super spoiled. Yeah. So. If I need something, I just walk in here. <laughs> <laughs> Yoink! By the way, people, if you don't notice, it's a little bit more quiet in our recording area. Yeah, we've, we've moved up. Upgraded. Actually, no, we've been here at the very beginning, but it was super hot because... Summertime heat. But we've moved back. It's winter. It's still cold in here, but... No, it's nice. It's nice, but uh, yeah, going to have much higher quality recordings in yeah. this new space. But anyway, CBD... I'm interested in it. I'm wondering because the regulations around CBD must be a little bit easier. Because if your place, like the place that you did the deprivation tank, if yep. they're just selling it straight off the shelf, it must be. Yeah, I feel like it is not regulated because it's not a psychoactive drug. But would it use, would it be regulated if I wanted to sell vape products here, do you think? I think if you're selling THC vape products, but if you're selling... 100% CBD vape products, I think you'd be fine. I would assume, based on the you prevalence to, of CBDs everywhere. Like you would just have to be like over 19 years old to buy. I don't even know. I guess I'll have to look into yeah, that a that's, little bit more. Uh, something, so that's something you have to research. That's something I'm a little bit more interested in these days, just because I've felt better taking it. I don't know. I've yeah. never really had any big problems, so I don't really know. Because, like, I kind of just took it to say, like, let's just see if I sleep better when I take this. Even if you just get one out of the, I mean, alleged hundreds of benefits of it for you sleeping, I think it it's worth taking. You can't put a price on a quality night's sleep. That's true. The difference between waking up after being rested and waking up already tired, like, before you even start your day, literally the moment you open your eyes, you're starting tired. Like, that sucks. But if you wake up fresh and energized, changes your whole outlook. But I woke up fresh and energized taking. That's what I'm saying. Marijuana as well. <laughs> well, yeah, but marijuana has THC. I know. You were still taking THC. You're just getting the THC. Uh, okay. Sorry, taking CBD. You're just getting also the THC? THC. I think the one I had like had very little. But either way, like I had very good sleep when I took. Oh yeah. When I was very high. I don't know if I felt the same way in the morning because I might have felt a little bit groggy. I've never had a weed hangover. I've never, that's ever, even back in the day when I used to just rip bong hits, it was, wake up the next day and I was good. Is that normal? Weed hangovers? I've heard of, I've heard of other people talk about it, but that's an experience I've never had. Oh. 
Well, I'm really interested in CBD and especially this new vape pen. I think I'm going to get addicted. Yeah. Like, I want to try like as many different CBD pens as I possibly can. You should just jump like two feet in. I think I will. Right now, they're really expensive. I don't want to. Ooh, that'd be money. kind of a cool YouTube series. Oh, the vape pens? That yeah. Reviewing vape pens. My review on vape pens. Would be cool. CBD. It's pretty safe. I mean, it is safe. Wow. 100% safe. Have you also read up about all the applications of hemp? Yeah. Man, it's like a miracle plant. I know. I think that's hemp. The one that my dad carries is hemp-derived as well. Good. We'll give it a try sometime. Maybe I will just purchase it from... <laughs> like, oh, the CBD? Yeah. I'm going to look into... I've got a couple of days off coming up, and I'm going to look into getting a, a CBD vape. Vape pen? Yeah. From where? I don't know. That's the whole looking in part. I don't know. I looked on the OCS, but their stuff was all THC derived. It wasn't CBD. I thought you're not allowed to have the vape stuff from OCS still. Like they haven't legalized vaporizers for... Well, you can go on and and buy it. Really? Yeah. On OCS? You could buy vape vaporizers and you could buy oils and then you could buy one that you spray under your tongue instead of drops. No, I mean like... Like, let's say, like, I'm talking, like, you have a battery. Yeah. And then you have an empty tank. And yeah. you fill that tank with, like, I think you're oil. thinking of concentrates. Concentrates. Like, shatter. No, 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 no. Yeah, like. Give me a sec. Oil is one thing, but when you re- increase the efficacy of the THC per gram, I think that's a concentrate. And I think that's what they've, like, kind oh, of Oh, you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking of distillates. THC distillate. distillates like distillates. through alcohol. Yeah, I think it's dry, like the way that they they extract it from the plant. Yep. And then what they're left with is like pure THC. Yeah. I think that's not allowed yet. Well, that's fine. That's not what I want. Anyway, well, I'm wondering if if CBD is just I can just hopefully just get it on the shelves here and just sell it without any. Yeah, I think there's a good chance of that. Okay. Well, then you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Come into Valence's Health in Burlington, Ontario. We'll try to get some CBD products in here. All the CBD. All the CBD. You could put up a Bob Marley poster. No. <laughs> a Rasta hat. But that's a good way, I think, to transition, I think, from, let's say, my dad to me. Yeah, to you, have, his generation to your generation. To have more kind of newer products. and I don't think vaping fat. Like, I actually, I used to make fun of people that vaped because it just looks dumb sometimes like it's, it looks all well, the people who live that vape culture it doesn't look dumb okay let me rephrase it it looks dumb when a kid is walking down on a sidewalk with a backpack on and he <laughs> looks 13 and he's vaping that's what i really hate yeah i just i want to get out of the car and punch that kid <laughs> <laughs> why because what is the point of vaping for them like it's a social thing it is but it's just do they not know? It's just, it's for smokers. It's not. It's not for any. It's for a consumer, it's and if you consume it, smokers, it will. But it's just. It just looks ridiculous. So just next time you go by a high school, just look at these groups of kids, like backpack on. Woo! If I ever read young. an article about a man beating up a bunch of kids, kid with when to be thinking it's you. That's why like vaping gets a bad rap. It's because all these young kids vaping. <sighs> yeah. And if you're vaping where you're not supposed to, but, like, nobody's as disrespectful as a teenage person. (laughs) Anyways, I want to punch him. 
I see well, too don't many. do it, Woo. I see too many. And like I punch, I punch a punching bag, not a person. Okay. But anyways, that's what I'm going to be trying to do. I think it'd be a good area to get into. Is CBD is like something. I seriously, I like I just something just always brings me back to it. Just want to like research. Like I spend a lot. Like just as I would research, like getting a new phone. Yeah. I research like what type of CBD pen I want or what type of CBD drops I want. Well, then start buying, Woo. I know. Just feel like. What is it? What is it that you're you're feeling? What's holding you back? I don't know. Is it the money? A little bit. So it's an expense. But it's, I feel like if I get too into it, it'll be like $60 here, another $60 here, another $100 here. But a lot of people spend that much money for stuff that is not deriving health benefits. It's an investment in yourself, just like a gym membership is an investment in your health, provided you use it. Eating healthy is an investment. That's true. But maybe it's also because I don't think anything's really wrong with me. So I just, I'm just buying it more for recreational use. But then I want to feel Maybe like it's because you've, you're afraid that there is something wrong. Or there, you on a subconscious level, you think something's wrong, but you're, you haven't confronted it and dealt with it face-to-face. Never thought of it that way. Right. I was actually thinking about using it before work. Actually, maybe that is because I wanted to use it before work because I used to get super, like, not anxious, but, like, stressed out. Yeah. From just well, having to go Well, that's a form of anxiety. Yeah. So stressed out just having to walk in there and look at my managers and just knowing what they're going to say to me. Yeah. About, like, you have to sell this today. You have to sell this. If you don't sell this, you're going to be getting a talking to. <laughs> but... So I think maybe that's something like I could use it for. Well, I'll give I'll give you updates as I go along. I'm gonna get it one this Sunday anyway, so I'm gonna start oh, yeah. using it at work and see how it works out. And well, we were given that we're at your father's shop. I had a couple questions about um, a, a course you did. It was a herbalist course. Was that correct? Yep, it was. So, what exactly did you learn? Give me like the the elevator pitch. It was actually very, it was really, it wasn't an in-depth course at all. More of an overview? It was an overview of, of different types of herbs. You you could seriously learn what I learned from, from buying an herb book at the bookstore. Mm-hmm. Just a, like not a huge one. Yep. Just There's something called the Herb Bible. Okay. Uh, it's a really popular book from like a, a doctor. Okay. And... That's all it was. It was just an overview of different herbs that you can use. Like, for example, what does ginger do? What does something called devil's claw do? What does, like, you know, milk thistle do? Okay, and did they teach you how how to apply these herbs to derive the benefit? They did, but even that wasn't really in-depth either. Yeah. There, it was more in the form of, like, you can take milk thistle supplements Mm-hmm. to cure liver disease, okay, something like that. Or you can use ginger to alleviate um, stomach problems. It wasn't really in-depth. I mean, some of, them had, some of them had examples of how to prepare your own stuff at home. Like yeah. very simple, like chop up ginger mm-hmm. and then boil it and then strain it. And yeah, then make a ginger tea. Yeah, and just drink that every night and then 
something like that would help. But really, that's as far as it went in terms of preparing. It was more just what the herb was, the scientific name for it or the origin origin name for the plant. Yeah, the Latin classification. Explanation of what it did and how you can apply it for certain symptoms of like what the main benefits are for certain symptoms that you're feeling. Supposed to be a year. Like that's how long they recommend the course the was? courses because yeah. it's a self-study online course yep. where you have to do homework assignments every week, submit them. And then at the end you do your own self invigilated exam. Yeah. I did it in like three months and honestly it was one of the easiest courses that I've ever done. Mm. Um, but it was beneficial for like a quick overview. Like yeah. For someone who wants to work in a health food store, I think it's a great course to take. To get your foot in the door to, to understand. Least, yeah, because they didn't teach you about, you know, vitamins or anything. It was strictly just herbs and what people want to know about when they come into like a health food store. They want to know like the person behind the counter knows a little bit about different types of plants, different types of... Yeah, I think vitamins are more of a nutrition. Yeah. Whereas when you look at the area of herbs, like that whole like, oh, what's the the saying? Not like a folklore, like a um, a handmaid's. Anyways, like a homemade medicine. That's less nutrition to me and more like knowledge of plants. Yeah. So I took it honestly just for more credibility. Yeah. Just so I can kind of get like honestly just so I can get the diploma on my office wall. Yeah. So when people come in, they look at it and be like, oh, he actually did some studying did in this course. area. Yeah. And then the final product was like the chartered herbalist designation that you get, mm-hmm. which doesn't really mean much. But but it's on the wall. It's on the wall. And it honestly is just a it's a good overview if you just want to get started in, yeah. in learning about herbs. Like you're not going to be in the back concocting Mixing, no, a pill, no. grinding and dehydrating. No, absolutely not. There was some notes about that, like how yeah. you can do it. Um, but honestly, I didn't see, I don't see myself doing that and preparing anything for customers. It was just a really quick overview of, you know, if someone comes in complaining about uh, skin problems, yep, they might be like, okay, one of the things you could say is a lot of skin problems has to do with your kidneys or it might have to do with your liver. Yep. So to fix that problem, instead of dealing with the outer just your skin and yep. applying a cream to your skin, let's fix you from the inside and deal with your kidneys and your liver. Yeah. And then what's good for your kidneys and liver? For your kidneys, it might be cranberry juice yep. to clean out your urinary, urinary tract. Yeah. For your liver, it might be milk thistle. Yeah. And then a lot of times when people take those things, they'll notice their skin clearing up. So hmm. those are things that you can explain to customers. And you'd be surprised. Like a lot of customers don't know this. Yeah. Right? They, they walk in here truly expecting to learn something from you and that's one big thing i've learned is like reading this stuff i guess since you're in food yep you know a lot of of what these herbs and foods do yeah well sorry i know they're culinary applications but i'd like to start tying that to the nutrition or the holistic but application for you for at least for culinary you know how to use it yeah right but for me i absolutely have no clue See, but I think this is where it's a cool synergy. I think yeah. it could you imagine having like a health themed, let's say it's a restaurant and you have like 10 salads, which seems ludicrous, but if all the salads are themed towards 
liver health, kidney health, yeah. um, masculine, feminine health, like a testosterone salad or like yeah. a, or a menstrual salad. <laughs> I mean, that sounds. <laughs> but like oh, menstrual in my in my readings, apparently the leaves from the raspberry plant are like incredibly effective in helping to regulate some of the negative side effects of the menstrual cycle. Yeah, yeah. So how come I've never we had raspberries at Langdon Hall and we never once touched the leaves? I mean, I'm gonna try eating them, see what they taste like, but exactly, I wouldn't yeah. be eating them for the yes. that benefit. But yeah, I just think that's a neat. Um, way to look at food like through the holistic health benefits rather yeah. than explicitly being from a flavor point of view but now i'd like to pick your brains about something else Wu. earlier this week you sent me a snapchat and you were having ramen uh, yes i was tell me about your ramen what, only have what one... kind of ramen was it it was well my go-to these days is a miso miso mm. ramen because i used to have spicy ones yeah my stomach just can't take the heat anymore. Getting old. I'm getting old. <laughs> My brothers always make fun of me about this. It's like, oh, he can't take the spice. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom starts getting in on it too. He's like, oh, it's too spicy for him. <laughs> <laughs> but she's saying it. She's saying it out of love. Like she. <laughs> yeah. She's almost saying it like, like she doesn't want me to get hurt. Yeah. But then the way she says it, it's like she's roasting me. <laughs> <laughs> and she has no idea. Yeah, and she has no idea. And then my brothers will get on it too and be like, see, even she says you can't take it. <laughs> and then my mom will get into it even more and be like, yes, he can't take it at all. <laughs> <laughs> so these days my go-to ramen has been miso. Yeah. So the snap I sent you was something called Sapporo Miso yep. Ramen. So my go-to place has always been Kenzo. Yep. That's probably the main one around the area here. Yeah. And that place never has let me down. So what what is it that like drives you to ramen? Like it's just a comfort food. It's an Asian comfort food. Yep. Like on a cold day, you just want something warm, you want something hearty that's going to satisfy everything. And would you say that, like, a bowl of ramen, it, like, from a financial point of view, is a good value? Oh, yeah. Well, it's – I think it's kind of expensive at Kenzo. Yeah. Because you can, you can make it at home, like, from those packs, right? Like, yep. those ramen packs. Instant ra- There's ramen. lots of different packs you can buy these days. Like, Korean people have perfected making this instant ramen yep. pack. So I enjoy it just as much at home as I do, like, going out somewhere. Mm-hmm. But – I find it expensive, I guess, just because I'm cheap. <laughs> I don't know. Well, how much were you paying for a bowl? 12 bucks. 12 bucks. Would you pay that much for a pasta? Yeah. Would you say that was expensive for pasta? No. I don't know why. See, so David Chang, who's a chef and now a TV personality, he is Korean. Yep. And he is irate at how high people place Italian food and how low they regard Asian food. And then when you start comparing the two cuisines, the noodles, both of those are noodle dishes. When you look at dumplings versus a stuffed pasta, that's just flavor wrapped inside of a carb. Like, there's all these things that you have three Michelin star Italian food restaurants and you get served one 
ricotta-filled ravioli with an egg yolk, and they charge you 50 bucks. If you did that in a in a Chinese, a Japanese, a Korean food restaurant, you would just... You'd be shut down immediately, and they would call you all sorts of names and be like, I'm not paying 50 bucks for this. I've never thought of it that way. Right? So why are you saying that $12 for an enormous bowl of ramen is expensive when you would pay just as much money for a bowl of pasta? And I can tell you that the skill and technique needed to make a, a dashi to make the stock for a ramen is way more complicated than it is to open a can of tomatoes for tomato sauce. There is a skill and technique for tomato sauce, I assure you, but you cannot compare the two. I've never, honestly, I've never thought of it that way. Now. It's opening your eyes. Now I can, now I'd say, okay, yeah, it's pretty cheap for what I want. For the value? Yeah. Yeah. And like, think about it. Like what else was on your particular ramen? Was there any meat? There was. So there was chicken. Well, they had a wall like that shows like what they're serving. So it's like. Homemade uh, bone broth. Yep. Um, handmade noodles. Um, fresh meats and everything. Yep. I should have taken a picture of it. But everything is like, you know, check, that's great. Check, yep. that's great. Check, that's great. God, that's actually making my... You've opened my eyes. Kevin. And then you look at it from a health point of view, a bone broth. Like, that's like a super trendy thing right now is like getting that collagen in for joint repair and joint yeah. health. Like, and there are people saying bone broth. That drives me crazy. That's just a stock. That's something you make every day in the kitchen. And they're like calling it a superfood. And like, I get it's not accessible for people to sit down and make a stock because it takes hours and hours. And and like, there's a skill and technique. But I think that's why ramen is like such an underrated food because, and noodles that sit in a hot liquid like that are hard to make because it, you have to have a special type of flour and you have to treat it in a certain way so that it doesn't just turn to mush. Take pasta that you make at home for spaghetti and boil that in water. And in 15 yeah. minutes, it's just going to be mush. You do that with a ramen noodle and it's going to be noodles. Just the way that was when it came out. Yeah. You both my eyes, Cody. Woo, let's start. Well, like, so we've been talking. I want to open up some sort of a, not like restaurant, but more of like, think of a subway but not Subway, and I'm applying that concept to a ramen, where you come in at one end, you pick your toppings, and then I make you a bowl of ramen, you move out. And yes, you can eat there, but you're not sitting down for a three-course meal. It's more of like a fast food, but a slow fast food. And uh, I think ramen in this area, Oakville, Burlington, is hugely underserved, and I think there's a massive market. Everyone loves ramen, but there's no noodle bar, and I think it would be really cool to open up a noodle bar. Oh, damn. <laughs> then the other day I was like thinking about like, well, I was thinking about you and I'm like, could I do a homage to a, a Korean ramen and have like almost like a beep and bop, but ramen. That'd be interesting. Some crunchy noodles. I could fry up some noodles for like that crunchy rice aspect. You can have the egg. You can have some spicy. You can have the kimchi. You could kind of take different things. And then I was thinking about uh, Ukrainian food. You could do, like, there's a thing called kvass, because I'm also really into fermented food. So, like, that's beets that's been uh, slightly pickled and fermented. So then you could have, like, this really intense, bright purple broth. You could have beets in there, and then you could do something with a green noodle. So it would be, like, this trippy-looking bowl. And there's all kinds of, like, 
neat things. I think that might be a little much to introduce all at once, but if you ran like a yeah. a weekly special, I think if you just get your get get started with just making oh, with a really good ramen, absolutely delicious bowl. But then I would want to explore and then keep adding to that menu some sort of Canadian ramen. And like the thing the issue with working in Japanese food is that the Japanese people and the culture are so regimented in what defines it as ramen and what's Japanese. And like within Japan, there's all the different styles from the different regions. And I feel like if you were to make any sort of success for yourself as someone who's doing a very unique ramen that you would get kind of skewered by the hardcore community, but that's that's if and or buts. But I think it'd be super cool. A Canadian ramen, obviously you gotta throw some maple syrup and you'd be using some sort of like Canadian bacon for like your pork mm, product. I don't know. You don't know. Oh, now you're 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 <laughs> saying that it can't be done. <laughs> well, prove me wrong. Well, but like, is that still a ramen if I'm not using Asian ingredients? Yes. It's just a you would have to like hyphenate, I guess, a Canadian ramen. We'll give it a shot. Oh, Jamaican? Actually, maybe you should give it a shot. You could do like spicy curry. Well, curry is actually really big in Japanese culture too. When we add our video aspect to this again, yeah, we'll make. Uh, we'll, we'll, Cody will bring some. Yeah, to me. And I'll do a separate how Cody made this ramen, and then we'll do a mukbang. We'll sit down and eat it. All right, I look forward to. We'll it. do it on April twentieth, so we'll be extra hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it, Cody. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for listening to me blabber on about ramen. No, it was great. I think this will sum up our second episode. So too. It's another <laughs> great one. I hope everyone likes this new format that we're going to be going on. Yeah, so uh, let us know. If you have feedback, just uh, give us a shout out. Yeah. Let us know. I don't know how. Actually, we have an Instagram yeah. page. Let's start in on that. That could be, if we're continuing 2019 goals, let's, uh, let's, start let's get that rolling. Instagram page again. Yeah. Cody, you should get started on that. Yeah, we'll take a picture as soon as we're done. All right. All right, All everyone. Right. Thank you. Have a great day. Great night. Actually, great night. Great day. Well, it depends on when you're listening to this. Have a great great rest (laughs) of your day. See you later.